Okay. <laughs> and we're going for it. We're recording. So it's just uh, audio, is it? Or was it video as well? Sorry. Just, yeah, yeah, just audio. So um, uh, I should have told you that earlier. I hope you didn't spend too much time on your parents. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I did it. <laughs> You look good, by the way. I'm just oh, I'm hoping that you didn't waste your time. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the camp of audio only. Uh, I was talking with Mike about this the other day, actually. Uh, I the reason I wanted to start doing a podcast was because I I enjoy podcasts a lot. Um, I came to them. I was just thinking about it about seven and a half years ago now, and it was a real pivotal point in my life. Um, to find podcasting because I had always liked talk radio and, and I've gotten into this before, but uh, Alan Watts, his talks and his mm-hmm. lectures back in the day always really connected with me. And I'm just starting to re- realize now I actually am an auditory learner. I really like audio. Oh, right. okay. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and being so busy, um, having five kids, working a lot, I don't really have the chance to sit down and look at a screen, but I can always have my headphones in or I can always, uh, while driving, listen to stuff. So that's the spirit of this is it's, it's more audio. This is for someone to listen to on their commute, yeah. doing yeah. the dishes, working out, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That, that's my little take, at least for now, unless somebody talks me into doing video, then maybe I'll change my mind. Um, so let me start with this before I forget. Welcome to Dream Talking, Rebecca. Thank um, you. And Re- Rebecca Moore, right? Is that right? Maroon. Maroon, my bad. Yeah, I knew yeah. I was going to mess that up. Rebecca <laughs> Maroon, welcome. Um, I'll start with this. Uh, I was recommended you by Sharon, who is a great friend of the podcast. She's been on probably three, maybe four times. Okay. And uh, she she sent me one of your videos and I one of your soft songs, which I really enjoyed, and uh, kept bugging me. So this is kudos to her for for checking back in and checking back in like hey you should you should get her on the podcast um and i sent and i'm again i'm very busy with the kids and a lot of work and stuff and i sent her a text back hey if you can talk her into it then i'm uh, i will make (laughs) it happen and she sent out the email yeah uh, we made it happen so thank you for coming Um, well thanks to sharon for um pushing you and me into doing it (laughs) she was the uh she was the, the motivating force for both of us. Which yeah. um, and she, of course, has lot. I just talked with her over the phone yesterday. She has lots of praise and good things to say about you. And okay. um, one of the things she said, which caught me by surprise, and then when I was listening to you again, I was hearing with new ears, she said that I, she kind of, you kind of remind her of me or I kind of remind her of you, which is oh, cool. Right. Yeah, and then and then all yeah, which I go back and listen to, and I go, oh, okay, I can hear it. So uh, I don't know, we maybe tap into similar uh, similar vibrations, or uh, you use the word resonance a lot, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, so uh, that, and I'm I'm just doing this all the time. I talk too damn much. So let's get you talking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I what I like to do for the podcast is start with. This question seems to be pretty fruitful. Is uh, can you remember? Tell me a story of the first time you remember kind of a hint of uh, there's something more going on here than the uh, the business as usual that school or parents or whoever kind of tell us. 
I'm not sure if I can say any particular point. I remember being really young, so maybe around, um, I was living in Swansea at the time, so maybe around four, five. Um, just this feeling like, um, like a, <laughs> like a large boundlessness this large looking you could describe it as um like a magicalness looking i remember having that sort of feeling at a young age um but yeah there, there was no language or words or thoughts around that there was just this mystical magical feeling yeah yeah. Right on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I'm sorry, where'd you say you grew up? I was born in Swansea. Um, yeah, it's in the UK. It's in South Wales. So it's like a, yeah, South Wales. Um, so yeah, I was brought up there and moved to England later on when I was about nine, ten. Okay. Um, yeah. This is like this just hit me. This is our first international podcast, by the way. You're in you're in oh, really? England right now. Where where where? Yeah. What part of England are you at right now? I live in Nottingham. It's the middle of, of England, right in the middle, yeah. East Midlands kind of. Not so, Nottingham, like Nottingham. Uh, Nottingham. Like, yeah, uh, Robin. Robin <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone says that Robin Hood is the main uh, attraction to Nottingham. Yeah, well, I, I the reason it. it sparks up for me is my stepson that was his favorite movie so i've seen uh the disney version of um, okay um oh my god how am i going i've seen it a hundred times robin hood i've seen yeah, the disney yeah. version of robin hood where he's the fox at least 50 times it was oh every yeah, night yeah. Him, <laughs> it was every night for him to go to sleep so yeah, yeah that sparked up <laughs> okay right on cool okay so uh four or five years old and a sense of the boundless the, the, the boundlessness of this kind of, I had a similar thing when I was young and one of my first teachers in the world of non-duality reported in his book of something along the lines of going, okay, well, if you get to the end of the universe, what's after that, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's a good little mind fuck of like, <laughs> there's yeah. there kind of, it can be no end, right? Cause you can't, it, yeah, you can't conceptualize it's like it's uh, beyond that yeah, yeah yeah and uh the wisdom of uh four or five year old rebecca is the wisdom has returned that yeah it can't be conceptualized it can't be put into words it can't be put into a box that you can uh you can share right but we can maybe kind of but you yeah. seem to do a really good job of uh of pointing to it uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't really. You can't really talk about it. Really, I mean, obviously, talking about it happens, but you can never actually, um, yeah, describe it or, yeah. Yeah. Another thing I noticed in um, both your sot songs, and then I watched your interview on uh, "Can I Be Frank." Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. And a theme that I picked up that I really enjoyed is you say this a lot. You know, you, you can't talk about this. Yeah, it, and that was sort of if I if I had to put one anchor <laughs> in that messaging, it was it was this this. And I appreciate 
I love anyone that keeps it simple. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've got quite a simple mind, I think, as well. So <laughs> I can't complicate it too much. <laughs> yeah, which is a gift. I think uh, I got a pretty simple mind over here. Too. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, right on. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna another thing I, I shared with Sharon yesterday is there's a quality of your sharing that it's a, the feeling is like a magnetic pull into the moment. That any kind of a pointing towards a story, past, future, time, yeah. um, you seem to, whether this is conscious or not, again and again, pull it, yeah, <laughs> pull it back into this moment, which, um, uh, can be really helpful to listen to somebody yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Or nobody doing that, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really teaching anything. I'm just just kind of um, expressing this this beauty, this love, and it's not really a teaching that I am um, passing on or trying to teach. It's just a, a, an expression, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you expressing it. <laughs> okay, so after saying that, you, you just pulled me right back into the moment. I'm gonna get back onto the uh, onto the story. So, okay, we're we're four or five years old. We had a hint of the boundless. We'll call it for now. And I'm gonna guess if you're anything like myself or many other people, um, uh, puberty came along, <laughs> adolescence came along, <laughs> and uh, that that boundlessness maybe seem to to disappear or or become lost is it was that sort of your experience or um i think it was more like this uh story of me began this story and it became stronger you could say and it was more like that was more the center stage let's say or that was more um not more important, but it was more veiling what was free, if you like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so. Yeah. Okay. And so um, therefore, there, there was more constriction, more suffering. Um, yeah, more. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to say it. That, <laughs> more constriction, more suffering, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great way to say it. Um, yeah, the, the story um, does a good job of selling you on that it's primary, right? That, that, uh, that it's the only show in town. You know, the, the identification as Rebecca or as Nick or as Mike. Um, and it's, my experience can be pretty convincing for a long time. Yeah. And but it isn't like it, it isn't like it was like convincing me or like it was trying to trick me or trying to it was it was much more like that was the way it was playing and appearing that was appearing this story of someone like it wasn't like it was like um yeah like playing a, a, a game or um like i was more focused on that it was just that was all there was this identification was playing like it was, yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. was just, a, yeah, 
Yeah, right on. Okay. So was there a um, was there a second seeming moment of uh, maybe that story getting revealed for what it was a little later on in life? Um, well, that that wasn't actually the first. It was just it wasn't a, a glimpse. It was more that that was the way it was. There was just this um, alive looking that was happening. It wasn't like a glimpse of it. It was that was the way it was until it stopped being like that. Um, so that really wasn't a first glimpse or anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, just, just this story of someone began and um, lots of suffering, lots of um, things happen as it does, you know, growing up, things happen at home, at school and all these things seeming to um, like add more on to this story of what happened to me and I'm going through this and this is happening and just just seemed to strengthen that that story like a, like a journey in time of me growing um yeah it's just a suffering story really <laughs> nothing more to say it's a suffering story yeah as it claims life's happening it gets more and more um, intense more and more um, more and more painful living living as that as that reality as that dream I like that you're um, again that magnetic pull back into the moment of, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so and then and then from from that there's like a there was like a, a strong desire um to go home I, I call it going home a strong desire like i want to be free of this i want to be i want to find this place of rest or of peace or god um and so that was then became a driving force let's say to try and find this peace this freedom from this intense suffering of, of this person of being someone So then obviously therapy was looked into um, and then the spiritual path became more and more, let's say, in my life, books about, you know, uh, meditation and Buddhism and um, chakras and healing and auras and angels and realms and seeing things. And it's like, wow, wow. Um, it became exciting to live again to like, yes, yes. you know, with, um, what can I, what can I get to? What can I have? What can I attain? What can I be, you know? This whole new lease of life came in, this prospect of going home. Um, and that was really fun and enjoyable to, to discover those types of things. Yeah. Um, that was so different to living a normal life of, you know, she said going to school or going to work. And it was a different avenue. Um, but then that became suffering as well because it was still about me, about me becoming something else, me me being home, me getting it, me arriving. So, yeah. <laughs> I think if we can cut that clip, there, there's seeking in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah a, a perfect illustration. Yeah, and, and 
the similar story over here of, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I have a bit of a strange story. You can listen back to past podcasts if you're really into it, but I was born in a world where I was told there was angels and energy and psychic and, and oh. chakras and auras. And okay. uh, my, re my, rebellion was no that's all bullshit all that stuff is made up and i'm a scientific materialist atheist you know this is at age 18 19 you know um and and then over many so that was a pretty hardcore uh period of suffering of well it's all bullshit uh and i have no home i have nowhere to stand and um it's funny now from where I seemingly stand, those things are still true, but they just, the, the meaning I'm giving them is a whole lot different than during that time. Mm -hmm. And you said therapy. I, I've, I found a, after going through many, found a very good therapist that spoke to me. And on like our fourth or fifth meeting out of nowhere, he brought up Kundalini, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. And, um, as he was explaining Kundalini, I, it was that feeling of you're reporting exactly this this force that has been in my life that I never had a word for, and I'd always I'd always just thought it was like anxiety or like yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> that was the name the label I put on it is I'm fucking crazy and <laughs> I have these panic attacks or I have these whatever, um, and then he he showed opened a new world to me and there's a lot of resistance at that time because i was like no it, it, it's if i if i really do believe in the science the materialistic is there's only this and there's nothing else then this has got to be all something i'm making up in my head which that's mm -hmm. true also <laughs> we are in a way mind is dreaming this is making it up in his head and um but once i more and more entertained it it was that sense again of like you're saying like you're a kid again like it's a life is magic again there there's, yeah. there's so much more than the the baseline you know uh cnn reality there's 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 something else and um uh then similar to your reporting there that is also seeking though there's a belief that that's going to end up somewhere that you're going to get some you're going to get in this moment plus something special <laughs> plus enlightenment plus you know, the, the subtle body or the energy body is going to be like you know super bodybuilder status <laughs> body yeah, totally. I, yeah. I think i think it, it felt for me it felt so um uncomfortable uncomfortable like being someone being here that i, I needed some hope of uh, something else uh, better higher spiritual because it was so painful this was so painful yeah. um so yeah it's always this kind of trying to escape what is basically escape the emotions escape the experiences um so the whole idea of uh, evolving is about escaping this yeah yeah, it, so I first mention, I do it every podcast, uh, my, the most profound teacher I've come across in my journey has been Paul Hederman. Have you, I sent him in the email. Uh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of him. Okay, yeah. Cool. 
So uh, before I forget, I know it's late where you're at. Right after this, we're going to join a sot song with them. You're welcome. I don't know how late you normally stay. Oh. You're welcome to uh, join that too. I'm going to invite you. Um, but it, you you sparked one of the many Paul Hedermanisms in my mind of um, uh, self trying to get out of self or um, really that all seeking, another way of saying it, is trying to actually get out of the moment. Um, which is impossible, <laughs> you know, but we sit here and we go, uh, e even a spiritual seeming of wanting to get into the moment is a, uh, is a concession that you believe you're not already here. You can't be anywhere but here. Um, and for me, that was sort of the end of seeking, or at least an end of the belief of it. Okay. And, uh, and very similar to your messaging, we're magnetically pulled right back the moment where mm -hmm. we've always been, but there's a whole lot less suffering yeah. playing out. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I can't get enough of, um, I have this dad instinct in me or there's something of being so happy to see it in other people. See, not people can't have it, but just seeing it, seeing it play out, and uh, it just makes me so damn happy. And that's what uh, <laughs> what I love to share, you know. So you mean like seeing what, seeing people talking about it, or yeah, and not even talking about it, like just seeing people travel lighter. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, which mm -hmm. that's a Paul. That's a Paulism, big time. Is traveling lighter, um, and that's a funny thing is. I was just thinking the other day that there's so many people in my life, my family, my kids, extended family, friends, coworkers, that uh, the biggest influence in my life has been this message, these pointings, but they don't know that. All they know is that I'm a little bit more patient and pleasant to be around, yeah. <laughs> you know, for most of them, not everybody would report that, but you know, uh, and, and so in that sense, it kind of doesn't matter. You know, like the, this, this happens to speak to this conditioning or whatever, but in the end, it, no one else has to get it. That's an early stage for myself was, oh, I got to share this with everyone because it did yeah. this for me. <laughs> so once, you know, me seemingly, uh, then, uh, then it's going to do it for all of them. And it, it isn't necessarily, and that's yeah. okay. And they, yeah. they, can, they can find their way home where they've always been their own way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we're right back here. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the uh, the experiences of particularly when I've listened to your Sot song is it is very different from from Paul's in that you you allow space and it's a very interesting experience for me okay. um uh, you'll say a profound truth and then i get to look and see how it plays out over here yeah yeah that's, that's not intentional at all <laughs> not intentional I'm just, well, I got a yeah. is it was it intentional because i really love the your video introduction on your YouTube channel, the, where the light's oh, yeah. sparkling on the water. And it's, oh, yeah. a good, it's a good number of seconds 
before any sound starts. So like I'm checking to see if my sound is okay. And then I realized, oh, that's just, the, that's how it starts. <laughs> we start with the silence. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful, but I was wondering, I assume that was intentional, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't right. think so. You don't even remember, right? Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what it, what it was about, but um, yeah. I don't think it was. It's, it's really funny. It's really funny. They're like, oh, is there any sound? <laughs> yeah. 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 That, so I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the first big lesson is the silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh and then we do podcasts trying and talk about the silence. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, I don't really have any information of anything. It's just kind yeah. of a The laughter says it all. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me too of this is something I've shared with Sharon and with Mike. Um, a, a mantra that I use is uh, there's work being done on other levels. And in a way, the mind always wants the work to be done on the level of language. Like, give me some language or let me speak some language that will, and, and that's just one dimension. There's so many other dimensions of things that are working on us, you know, yeah. working on what we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of healing in that. Yeah. Well the, well, the whole of life is doing that, really. It's not really a teacher or a book or it's life happening is doing the work, let's say. So it's not as if, you know, you need anything else. Life is that. And it can appear as a teacher, as a speaker, or as anything else, you know, it can, yeah, all things. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I think I've heard you say you don't consider your, yourself a teacher, which. Yeah, I don't really, no, I won't say I'm a teacher. <laughs> no, I won't say I'm a teacher, no. I tend to say speaker because they're speaking, but I don't, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so uh just for the sake of we'll try and get back into the story um can you share maybe were there any teachers <laughs> speakers speakings going on early <laughs> on that that uh seemed to speak to you i got a hint i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there i i get a sense of tony parson yeah and, yeah okay yeah. There are many, many teachers, really, many speakers that I listened to and was like, wow, you know, really resonated with and shocked and loved and, yeah, lots of different speakers, really. Um, and I think that they all bring something different. They all have a different angle or a different way of speaking that, you know, highlights something that may not be, have been heard or... Um, yeah, so I, I appreciate all the different um, teachers and books and things that happened, you know. Um, yeah, everything that happens it, it is the, the teaching, really. I mean, all of it, all of it. It's beautiful. My um, Mac broke down this morning, and that was a lovely, like, teaching it was like oh my god my mac i can't do my streams anymore it's like a big it's amazing you know so 
it's all, all of it is all of it so is your back <laughs> working again is that how you uh, no, no, no it's, it's gone i think it's gone oh no rest in peace mac yeah but some said that rest in <laughs> peace rest in <laughs> peace <laughs> It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you served you serve your purpose, I guess. <laughs> Good job, Matt. Yeah, right on. Um, well, we're glad you got into the into the streaming dimension, into the Zoom dimension somehow, so yeah. we could share this. Right on. So, okay, this is just I'm gonna get into personal stuff and. Again, this is yours. If you want to take it out, we can. Uh, you have some kids, which is, I, I always love talking to parents. Uh, I'll, I'll share something with you. So early on, when I first started hearing non-duality, uh, I came, I, I hit a bunch of teachers, went through a bunch of teachers before hitting Paul. And uh, Adi Ashanti, um, Fred Davis, uh, Muji, there's a bunch of other ones, but those are what come to mind. And yeah. I had told myself this story that, oh, well, to, to wake up, you can't have kids. <laughs> because I didn't see any of them having kids okay. or being parents or whatever. So that was, that was a, a requirement I had set up for myself that, oh, well, maybe, okay, my youngest is, you know, two. So in 16 years, once she's out of the house, then I can wake up, then I can find enlightenment, you know. And, yeah. uh, and that was something I, I think I brought up to Paul early on. And he, just, he just laughed at it you know, and, uh, and so I don't know, that was something that seemingly was heavy for a, a little period of time and got let go of. So I think that is actually taught somewhere I think it's somewhere in India. It's taught that women can't really wake up because they have the kids and they have to be like, um, the word, a home, a home person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've heard that as well. So it's not surprising okay. that you, you thought that because it's just a common kind of, conception that misconception i should say that um yeah yeah there are certain conditions on this that you can't if you're this or if you have that or if you're whatever so yeah. yeah yeah and then a cool a cool example is back to adi ashanti his teacher i can't think of her name i think she had like seven or eight kids or something okay yeah his first yeah. teacher and uh this is something that barbara and roman shared with me um that she said that she used to meditate walking from, from one room to another. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was, you know, and, yeah. uh, and when they said that, it triggered for me that I sort of unconsciously do that too. Um, that the one that always hits me reliably, I don't plan on this, it's unconscious, is when I take the garbage outside. Um, <laughs> a, few minutes, a few minutes of rest. Noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Escape! Escape! Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It, there's something about the stark contrast of all the noise inside. Yeah. Oh dear, it's the little things, isn't it? The little, little things. Bit, yes, yes. <laughs> the little vacation. Yeah. 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 And so, okay. So I'm, I'm interested if you don't mind sharing. You have two kids, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I have an eight-year-old boy and a nearly seven-year-old girl. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and then uh, three stepkids that are 12, no, 13, 
16 and 18, about mm -hmm. to go to college. So we got a nice spread in the house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and getting back to everything being a teacher, they all have so much to teach and share mm -hmm. where they're at, you know? Yeah. And um, they, this is probably a cliche, but they keep you honest, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, uh, you can leave listening to your audio book or your thought song on, you know, the drive home and be like, that's it. I'm enlightened. I'm going to be like this forever. I've got to figure it out. <laughs> and then within three minutes, you're, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're just losing it. And, yeah, it's, it's a fun little, yeah, it keeps you honest. Keeps yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You said that that um, a misconception that women that are that have kids can't wake up. That's I guess maybe I've heard that. I don't know. That's uh, I think that that conception alone is very um, informative. That can be a, a good misconception to question because what is it in having a responsibility like children makes you believe that you can't. Yeah, I think it was more based upon, I'm not sure, but I think it was to do with like, um, in certain parts of India, the men would go off, if they were gonna commit to this spiritual path, they would go off and they would, you know, I don't know, follow a guru or meditate or whatever they were doing. And so if you're a woman, you couldn't, you were a householder, you couldn't do that. So it's based upon that, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, just as you said that, it triggered for me the idea of uh, back to the seeker. Um, there's, I think, maybe a belief that you gotta really wear that seeker out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, do everything possible. Yeah. yeah, you gotta send them on a big heroic journey to find gurus and go to India, or if you're already in India, go to all the. Uh, the holy places and, yeah. and well, I think I think in a, I think in a way that happens anyway. In a way, yeah. it, it does try every single avenue it possibly can. It will always try and grasp this for me. So it's gonna do that. It's just a part of the way the way it is. Yeah, and maybe the more modern version instead of uh, going off to sites in India, it's going to videos and YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. said before, I I spent years thinking that the truth was just in the next video. If I could just find the right video, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's insane looking back on. <laughs> so, or or in the, or in the next the next thought or the next idea uh, or the next yeah yeah or the next high feeling or the next um, moment of bliss or. Yeah. Because it's such a, a deep belief that this is going to be an experience, be a, an object, a thing. So we're trying to grasp experiences to be it. Is this it? Is this, is this understanding it? Is this concept it? Is this feeling of happiness and openness it? And this is like again and again it's like repeatedly not it it, it disappears it, you can't it can't be any particular thing it can't be anything
Only nothing. No thing. It can't even be nothing. It can't be anything. It can't be, be nothing. That becomes, that, that becomes another idea, another, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our last podcast we were talking. Have you ever heard any of, he's a little obscure, Hoang Po, uh, Zen, yeah. Zen philosopher? Okay, maybe after this I'll email you some stuff. So he's, <laughs> he's very much, he's just, you just did a very Hoang Po thing of, uh, Hoang Po will say, um, it's, not, it's not anything, but it's also not not anything. Yeah. It's also not, not, not anything. <laughs> he's, he's giving you nowhere to stand to, to, you cannot create an object to make it, yeah. you know? And that's, that's the, the dilemma of using words is you, you try to use a word and believe the word, but it's only ever going to point to. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only ever going to point. It's in the silence. Um, in the last. Magnetic pull back to the moment. What was coming up for me is I just, I want to, um, I know you don't consider yourself a teacher, but I, I want to thank you for, for that magnetic pull back into the moment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, for the sake of the podcast, um, how's uh, how's the quarantine been for uh, for you over there? Uh, I'm actually quite enjoying it. Like, um, I homeschool my, my children, so I'm quite active. Like, not really, but I do activities with them. We go climbing. We go to different meetups and things like that with parents. So, not having that to, to think about or organize is quite nice. Just to yeah. um, just be at home. And just hang out at home so I'm really uh yeah I'm kind of enjoying it really yeah I know and I say the same thing and I always feel a little bit guilty but uh my, my wife and I kind of whisper it to each other like I know you can't say this but I I like life now more <laughs> you know for us I understand this yeah. a lot of people totally I know you get it a lot of people are suffering and it's it's unfortunate yeah. but uh in in a lot of ways it's it's forced you to simplify yeah. Which, yeah. 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 It's, it's really beautiful in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. Um, you said you homeschool your children. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting for me because I was homeschooled all the way. Until, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Until ninth grade. So my first eight years of school. Eight years. Okay. Um, I guess plus kindergarten to make it nine. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I always looking back you can tell two stories you can see all the things that were bad about it or all the things that were great about it and more and yeah. more i'm uh the things that were great about it are revealing itself to me oh really yeah you, yeah you, you think fondly of it mostly fondly yeah now i do what work from where i stand now i do right. um but you didn't before or something you didn't used to think that way yeah i used to blame it for i'm glad to hear like you said you're doing meetups that you're 
you said climbing do, do your kids do we do that? yeah we go climbing we do different activities we go to different things that you can take part in archery and nice, yes. all, all different stuff really yeah yeah so that's maybe if if i'm gonna stand in the place of looking at the bad or the resentments is um i was always looking for that um and i had to like damn near sneak out of the house to join a baseball league because you know my parents didn't didn't really encourage oh. that uh, but i did i did find a way to get out and do what i wanted to do and um it was really it was baseball and martial arts when i was really young and uh interacting with kids and you know probably 99% of them were in public school and so i got a a hint of life outside of the homeschooling you know, oh, I see. Realm. Yeah. so were you like mostly mostly at home and like you wasn't going to events and things like that maybe it's different back then as well there's a lot more yeah, available yeah. now as well compared to say 20 years 20 30 years ago so yeah. Yeah. um yeah yeah um and uh just as you said that it's it's reminding me of the situation i'm at now with, with my kids is there are so many cool gifts of having them home right now you know and and there is a sort of insanity of sending your kids away you know to a locked facility and then if you put them in after school you know and you don't pick them up until five or six at night it is you know it's it's strangers raising your children which you know that is that is we're we're humans we're, we're made for a community obviously but that ingredient of the parents is so huge um and it is maybe under it definitely is under uh emphasized at least yeah, in, in this yeah. culture you know yeah yeah and they're so vulnerable as well at that age they're still developing so it's such a mad thing to do to put a developing vulnerable you know human into that this environment where with 30 strangers in a classroom and it's just it's just such a um, intense i think for a child to go through that it's quite an intense experience i think that's uh that can um really affect them you know um yeah i I was just as you were saying that when i lean more into the seeing my homeschooling as a positive thing is uh being at that vulnerable age and not getting thrown to the wolves yeah (laughs) yeah yeah what a blessing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but but at the same time it's if you obviously everyone can't do that but you know obviously either way it's perfect whether you're at school or not at school it's perfect and whatever happens to you will happen to you either way so it's not really like that's the only way of doing you know child rearing or that's the best way it's just another way alternative way um that i prefer i lean more towards that rather than the schooling system but you know like um yeah it's totally okay either way <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny. okay so here i'm going to pin this as a moment sharon saying that she sees similarities in us i see you doing what i do all the time of like uh to whoever's listening like don't worry don't don't stress yourself out like oh now i gotta bring homeschool yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's totally it has no significance upon this message at all it's not really like you have to do this to you know like <laughs> not ruining your children sort of thing you're not going to like ruin you know yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I say that again and again. A good mantra for me is, um, you're you're not their whole world, and so like you're not that important. Like something you know, the the identification as yourself as a parent. Yeah. You know, you you really believe that you're going to do everything that's going to either fuck them up or is going to get them right. You know, yeah, that's yeah. a huge burden to carry. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? yeah. To be a parent, yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It is a big fuck up. To yeah, try yeah. and like to be to be the one in charge of life, basically. Yep. I'm in charge of life. I have to live my life, provide for, for me and others and it's such a big burden, as you were saying, it's such a big thing to to be someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of um I get it from Paul, who I think gets it more from AA. Um, it's playing God. It's, it's <laughs> believing, you know, yeah. that that uh, that I'm playing God in the development of my kids. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's too damn much. What's beautiful though, as well, is that even that's not being done by someone. That's just what how this seems to play out. Yes. It's so beautiful. You can't even claim to be playing God. You can't even claim that position either. It's not someone doing it. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's relieving. I don't know what the point of this podcast not this one, but just dream talking in general. I don't know what the point of it is yet. Yeah. But uh, sometimes the the definition comes in of like just a little reminder of that, like you're okay, you're already home. Yeah. Um, and this is totally free. It's just happening. Yeah. All of it. It's just happening. The thoughts, the feelings, the sitting, the seeing, the hearing, the moving. It's all just happening. It's such a simple message. It's really going back to the actual experience of what is rather than this imagined idea of I'm doing, I'm sitting, I'm listening. This extra add-on. It's really um, simple. It's too simple for that mind. It's already in time. It's already after. It's already gone into... Yeah. By the time somebody shows up to claim it, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's so, this is so fun again and again. This is something I noticed in um, your conversation on Can I Be Frank? And I was talking with Sharon about this is she, she said, I'm going to, I'll quote Sharon, that she, you remind her of uh, Krishnamurti in a way, the, the messaging, which okay. is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and that when people go to interview or, or talk to Krishnamurti, they end up just sort of flabbergasted. And <laughs> just like, right. it, yeah. Which, which one's here? There's two, there's two uh, Krishnamurtis, isn't there? Which one? Because there's two there of them. Two. Yeah. Is there not? Yeah, there is too. Is yeah, there's one that's like more, um, not rude, but it's more abrupt and more kind of, um, what do you call it? Like, 
um, just just more more real and more like <laughs> kind of quite rude, a bit sort of uh -huh. like that. So a different guy with grey hair. Yeah, I'm sure there's two two different people. But oh, I, I didn't know there was two. Maybe uh, yeah, because one is more well known and he just gets referred to as Christian Murdy, but there is. Oh, okay. Well, we'd have to ask Sharon, but I'll just say whichever one you, you feel better about, stick yeah. around. <laughs> the rude one. I like the rude yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's funny. That's something that when I, I talk with certain friends, um uh I'll i I'll say some stuff and they'll be like, like, hey man, uh you gotta give me a safe word here or something like you, you, you're you're slapping me into reality in a certain way and I okay yes I do need to you know because again and again like it, it, if you stand in a certain place to be say to say hey, all of your problems are imaginary or you don't even exist or when that's heard from the identification as I definitely am this person I definitely am this parent I am this you know put whatever stamp you want on it it can be very, it, the, the ego can become very threatened by that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so that may manifest as being rude, right? We could take that as being rude, but actually it's rude to, to water down the real messaging of the real speaking of what's coming through. You know, that's, uh, that's ultimately a greater disservice. Um, edit or to, to it reminds me of Ramana Paul brings him up a lot uh, some some of Ramana Maharshi's teachers came to him and said um, hey do you recommend that we teach because we really have this drive to share with other people and I think Ramana said something along the lines of well yeah you can teach but I don't recommend it mm -hmm. and they go well why don't you recommend it well because you'll have uh, you'll have compassion for the person, for the ego, and where it's at, and you'll you'll water down the truth. You'll water down the message. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, again, if this podcast is anything, it's it's a offering of no. You know, you don't have to water it down. <laughs> You're welcome to. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like I have compassion. I have compassion, I feel. Yeah. I have compassion. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I water it down because of that, but I definitely um, speak different to how I used to speak. I'm not as, as radical or as uh, near advisor as what I used to, how I used to speak. So I have changed how I speak. Um, but that, but not because I've been trying to make it more uh, palatable for people or more um, softer, um, but more because um, there's been more of a feeling to be more real and more natural and more ordinary. So rather than coming with this whole non-dual language of you know being very non-dual in my language. It's, it's felt more heartfelt to be more me, more myself, more natural rather than be being radical. 
I don't need to be radical. The message is radical itself, but it needs to speak radically or be like that. It's just, um, it's me. You just need need that really. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, I, the the message is as radical as it gets. Yeah, yes. you don't have to put on a show. Yeah, I can just yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 feels, it feels it feels more genuine just to speak normally and not do all that non-dual speak stuff. I mean, you know, it feels more, yeah. Yeah, I, I get a sense with some teachers uh, or messages that it, it can become like a fun, fundament, non-duality, a fundamental non-duality. Like there's, there's fundamentalist Christians, there's fundamentalist Muslims. <laughs> you can hit a point of like, you're, you're again, so focused on using the right words you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I can find my, even my own speaking doing that, where you got to throw in a seemingly there, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Christianity, you know, you get so by the book and so in the words that you're causing suffering for people and you're, you're excluding instead of including. And, you know, from everything I can see from Jesus, he was, he was very radical. You, you know, he came along and said, hey, all the old rules are basically wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, what, what I have on offer has almost nothing to do with any of that shit. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny to see the same drive. And, you know, I, we were talking about it, like non-duality is kind of one way to look at it in the culture is it's like the punk rock of spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> it's the counterculture take on spirituality and that drive of fundamentalizing it, of getting back into the words. And, and you know, you're, you're not, uh, you're not uh, using the right words or, you know, oh, look, you, you like a lawyer going over the <laughs> over yeah. the language of non-duality is not the point um, again and again. And as you're sharing more from just coming from truth and, and, uh, and see what comes out. Yeah. It's a greater service. I, uh, <laughs> I, I use the metaphor again and again, and I'm leaning into it of, uh, uh, I look at it kind of as jazz um, in that it's, I was listening to Coltrane and Miles Davis last night with my stepson who's getting into music big time right now, piano. And um, he kept on saying like, oh, I want to play that. I, I want to go learn how to play that little riff or that little whatever. Yeah. And, and then he comes to me and he goes, well, how come it doesn't sound like when they play it? And I go, exactly. <laughs> like, you, you know, you're, you're starting to get the point. You can go and speak the words of Jesus, speak yeah. the words of, you know, pick your, your king of non-duality, Eckhart Tolle or whatever. But <laughs> it's, it's the speaking in the moment, the hearing, that relationship, that truth. It's never going to be the object of the notes in the song or the words in the message. In the speaking. And we love your jazz, is what we're saying. 
Okay. I get a gist of what you're saying. I get a gist of what you're saying. Simple fight, simple fight. <laughs> well, I think the point is, the point, or the point was, at least here, was freedom. It was about freedom. It was about, you know, it was about being free. And so, um, that's what I speak about is, is this freedom. And that's it really. Yeah. And it really isn't a mental understanding conceptual thing. Once it's a concept, it's it's like you said, it's dead. It's gone. The freedom only ever has been and only ever can be this. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. This is like a, a sot song before my sot song. It really is. I feel feel free. Yeah, you Christian murdered me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh... I'm flabbergasted. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto this um, podcast. Yes. Thank you, Sharon, for hooking us up. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for letting us use your home, <laughs> your Wonderful. internet. Thanks. <laughs> Wonderful to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. That was so much fun. I hope we could stay in touch. Um, yeah. uh, maybe do it again sometime. So uh, I, I should, I don't do this enough um, because most of my podcasts are with just friends. They're not, you know, in the YouTube sphere. So I should give an opportunity if you want to, where people can find you. I'll say for sure on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's just uh, at rebeccamaroon.com. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And you do like weekly sot songs? I do weekly every Thursday evening, yeah, at half past eight. Um, that's English UK time on YouTube, yeah. Uh, I do one to ones. I, uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm <not> saying, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Maroon dot com. <laughs> okay, well, go check her out, everybody, and uh, thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Uh, no problem. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Yes.